Welcome to another edition of From the Preacher's Study. My name is Kevin Clark, and I, along with the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ, Bob Hutto, I have the pleasure of bringing uh, the Word of God to you in this format. We're very thankful to have the opportunity to do so. Been doing it for a while now, and this has uh, really been a labor of love, and want to appreciate and thank uh, our two deacons who always are by our side when we do that, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, and they have lent their talents and their abilities to make this possible. Uh, I want to thank all of you. So many of you all have in different ways, whether by emails or calls or in-person comments, have supported us in the work that we're doing, and uh, we're just so excited that people uh, appreciate God's Word. That's all we're doing here. Uh, we're If that's what you like, if that's what you enjoy, we're not preaching or teaching our opinions. We're not talking politics. We're simply talking the Word of God because we believe that's the way to build faith. That's the way to transform the lives of people. And this is God's revealed will, and we are treated as such. We are to appreciate it. We are to study it. We are to talk about it. We are to teach it. So thank you for tuning in and giving us this opportunity to present to you a portion of God's Word. But before we get into uh, the meat of what we have to say, uh, Bob, may have a few introductory comments. You just made me think of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the hearts. The the Word of God is powerful. It is. It's sharp. It it, uh, reveals our our character. It reveals our thoughts and our hearts and our behavior as well. And so that's why we're... Uh, trying to hold forth the word mm-hmm. you know it's uh that's that's what's going to make a difference in people's lives it's going to be stable it's not going to change mm-hmm. uh, as we go through life and so we it, it's it's a rock we can depend on it Amen. so we need to know it and learn it and then live our lives according to the word of god and and we'll benefit from it. Amen. Amen. Well, as you know, we've been talking about uh, pursuing holiness, being holy children of a holy God. God himself is holy. If we are his children, we also should be holy. And we've looked at different ways to be holy. And in particular, we've been talking about how to be holy in our speech. <clears throat> we want to be people who glorify and praise God with our speech. We take this tongue that, as we've said multiple times, has the potential for great evil, but also has the potential for great good, and make sure that we're doing good and not evil. And we've talked about things like profanity and taking the Lord's name in vain. We talked about sexually suggestive conversation. And we're going to turn to another sin of the lip, if you will, and that is the sin of lying. And uh, certainly we need teaching like that in today's society. Uh, As you know, just from interacting with people of the world in your schools, in your workplaces, in your neighborhoods, lying is rampant. People lie all the time. Uh, People do it almost without any acknowledgement of what they're doing. It's become part of who they are. Uh, sometimes they lie in the workplace. Uh, sometimes they lie to get out from under difficult circumstances. Uh, there's lies told between husbands and wives. There are lies told between children and parents, and sometimes between parents and children. There's just too much. It's an epidemic, it really is, of lying. And uh, it's become such a norm that those of us who uphold the biblical standard of truth-telling are looked at as being kind of strange and kind of unusual. What's wrong with you? In fact, some would tell you that you just need to lie from time to time just to make things go along. You've heard the concept of a white liar telling lies that make people feel good about themselves. And uh, we've really got to resist those temptations. It is very difficult to be a truth teller in a world that's dominated by the father of liars. We'll talk about that in just a minute. That's Satan. But the biblical standard is pretty clear. Look at Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 25. Uh, the Bible says very simply, Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. 
So he says very simply, if we're Christian people, we're going to put away lying. We don't engage in lying. We don't do lying. But he also has a positive thing. We need to speak truth with our neighbors. And then he gives an interesting uh, reason for that. He says we're members of one another. And I gather what he's saying there is, if you think about it, uh, when we lie, we are doing injury to the people that we speak to, right? Because we're giving them information that we know is false, intentionally so, and then they take that information, they do something with it. They make decisions on it. They evaluate it. We're giving misinformation. He says, no, 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 we're members of one another. We have obligations to each other to tell the truth. So therefore, the information that comes out of our mouths is truthful. It's reliable. It's dependable. We of all people, being the bearers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, want to be known as people who tell the truth. Think about how would it be that on the one hand, we're going to tell the truth of the gospel, but in our personal lives, we're going to be known for lying. Well, what is that going to do? That's going to undermine the gospel. People don't know what to believe. We've got to be truth tellers. You look at Colossians chapter 3. The Bible suggests that this idea of lying is part of our old life. This is something we used to do. We don't do it anymore. Let's start in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now, that's a transition, but now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Listen to this. Do not lie to one another. Why? Since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. He says, look, that lying was part of your old life when you were the old man when you're in sin but you've now been baptized into Christ you're now a child of God you've now been reunited with God so don't act in a way that's inconsistent with that that's consistent with the old man that you put in the grave you crucified the old man in his flesh this idea of lying and so it for a Christian it should be anathema don't tell lies we've got to be truth tellers there are no amount of lies that are acceptable uh, there are no gradations of lie where God says well some lies are acceptable some are not in fact I love Revelation 21 8 uh, just to put a finer point on it uh, the Bible makes it clear any form of lying is unacceptable Revelation 21.8 says, But the cowardly, unbelievable, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, now listen to this, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. What does that leave out? Nothing. If you lie, if you're a person given to that, this is your end. Now, obviously, as all these sins, you can ask God for forgiveness, and we can be forgiven of that. But the point we're making is God detests lying. He doesn't want that. It's not becoming of his people. It's not fitting for saints. It's not fitting for those who are professing godliness. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. <coughs> well, let's talk a little bit about what is lying. What yes. is, what is yes. a lie? Yes, good point. Now, you're an attorney. Yeah. You deal with... Yeah telling the truth yes. and uh, you know pe people are put 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 under oath they take an oath that they'll tell right. the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth that's right so so what let's talk about that a little bit that's a what, great point. what is a lie okay. is a lie well let me ask you this is, is it if i give you incorrect information is that a lie not necessarily it comes down to intent and i'm glad you you asked that question because i remember one time talking to somebody it was a brother in christ 
And he was talking about another brother, and that brother had said something that was incorrect. And he said, well, that brother lied. And I said, hold on, wait a minute. Now, that's a high standard because it's not just giving false or incorrect or erroneous information. You were saying that brother knew that what he was giving was false, and he intentionally put that false information out there in order for you to rely upon it. So that's what we're talking about. Lying is telling something that's not true, that you know is not true, with the intent to deceive. That's right. So to, to mislead mm-hmm. or to deceive, uh, and, and it does come down to intent. We right. all make mistakes. We do. We, do. we, we communicate <clears throat> incorrect information absolutely on a fairly regular basis absolutely our memory fails us yes uh you know we think you know we, we think he wore a red shirt when it was a blue shirt right you know things like that and so just just inaccurate information doesn't necessarily constitute lying in fact a person could say what is technically correct right but he might withhold important that's right, that's right. Uh, information and his intent is to deceive right well he's in essence, at least, That's in right. essence, he's he's lied. That's right. That's so, exactly right. So um, sometimes we get people get upset about uh, well, you know what? What I said wasn't correct. Wait, you just made a mistake. Right. Well, if you want to go right. back and correct that, that's fine. Right, right. But it's not a sin to make a mistake. That's exactly right. And so it is a sin, however, to intentionally leave the wrong impression or right. mislead somebody that's or right. communicate what is false that's exactly right and i'll tell you one of the things i see in life that 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 it makes it very difficult is whenever we're in a difficult position let's say we have failed in some way we failed in our jobs we failed academically and we're about to be held accountable for that those are opportunities for satan to get in there and persuade you to mislead because you don't want to bear the consequences of the mistake. You don't want to bear the consequence. I, unfortunately, I see it way too often in, in the practice of law uh, where folks are trying to manage their relationship with their clients and uh, something goes south. And rather than giving the full truth of what happened, something is made up that is not true, that's designed to lead them to a different conclusion that holds that person in higher esteem than would be true if the truth were known. And we just have to take the truth warts and all. Sometimes we're going to have to you know, admit that we made a mistake. Right. We did something wrong. And in fact, what we say in our firm is it's okay to make a mistake. It's not okay to try to cover it up. Right. And it's the same thing you're talking about. If you're wrong on something, that's one thing. But it's another thing where you intentionally say, you know, I'm going to mislead you into thinking something else. That's a moral defect. That, that's a character issue. Right. Because, again, going back to Ephesians 4, we're all kind of have obligations and relationships to each other. And I owe you an obligation to give truthful information. When you hear me speak, you ought to be able to say, you know, Kevin said that that's reliable, or at least he intended for that to be reliable. If I'm mistaken, that's one thing. But it's something that you ought to feel comfortable. I'm not trying to lead you astray. Uh, And so when we're caught up in things that may be embarrassing, where we made mistakes, those are times to be careful because you can find yourself trying to lie to get out of something. I'll tell you another thing I've seen sometimes. You've probably seen this when we're in conversation and somebody will ask you something. Do you know this or did you remember this or have you seen this? Sometimes there's a temptation to lie just to make the conversation go along. Because, you know, if you say no, then you got to deal with that. Well, you don't know that. Why don't you know that? Well, that's okay. That's fine. Uh, there's never a situation uh, where it's okay to lie. Uh, somebody calls at work. Sometimes I've seen this happen. Tell them I'm not here. That's a lie. And worse yet, not only are you lying, you're telling somebody else to lie. Uh, we've got to be truth tellers. Uh, so many times we use lies to get out of difficult circumstances mm-hmm. when really we need to face up to the music and use truth. There's a way to navigate these things with truth. You don't have to be That's a liar right. to work with people and be successful in working with people. And, and we need to be truth tellers 
in all aspects of our lives, in right. our daily lives, as we That's interact right. with one another, when it comes to reporting to the government. Yeah. We, oh, <laughs> we, need to be, we need to be truthful <laughs> good in point. our reporting. Great point. And, uh, and so we just need to... Even if it's to our own hurt, yeah, that's right. you know, we, we need to be truth tellers. We're going to be faced with that. You know, the truth is going to come out. That's right. If nowhere else in the judgment. Amen. And, you know, we want to make sure that throughout the course of our lives, we've done our very best to, to be truthful in our, 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 um, our conversation. I couldn't help but think about what we commonly refer to as the golden rule, Matthew seven twelve. Jesus says, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. And I understand this principle goes well beyond the subject we're talking about, but it certainly includes that. Do you want to be lied to? No, don't lie to other people. It's a very simple thing. And when we lie, we got to understand uh, whose tactics we're adopting. Look at John chapter 8. Jesus makes it very clear uh, who introduced and who's the father of liars. You may remember he's talking to some Jews who believed him, and uh, they have this discussion about being uh, the son of God and what that means. And at one point, uh, they're trying to suggest that they had never been in bondage. And of course, they certainly had been in bondage. But look at verse 42. Jesus says to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you're not able to listen to my word. Now listen to this. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. Look at that strong denunciation of Satan. He says that Satan originated lying. He is the father of liars. When you lie, he's telling them that you're doing what your father is doing, right? You're a child of the devil. Uh, if we're a child of God, what does God do? God tells the truth. It's impossible for God to lie. So we likewise need to be ones that don't lie. On the other hand, if we do lie, we're saying we're not the children of God. We're the children of the devil. That's what Jesus is calling these people out, saying, you know, understand what you're doing here. You're following the footsteps of the one in whom there is no truth whatsoever. So I think most people, if asked, would, would not want to be aligned with the devil. And yet that's exactly what Jesus says. If you're using that trait in your speech, you are a child of the devil. And none of us wants to be a child of the devil. If you go to the next verse, verse 45, but because I speak the truth, mm -hmm. you do not believe me. Which, which of one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak the truth, why do you not believe me? Mm -hmm. So Jesus, in contrast, right. he spoke the truth. Yeah. Now, they didn't want to receive the That's truth. That's right. They don't, yeah. But you know, Jesus says of himself, I am the way, the truth. Yeah. And so he is the truth. He speaks the truth. Ephesians 4 mm -hmm. in verse 21 says, truth is in Jesus. And so yeah. the emphasis in um, on doing right, uh, and you know, in God, in Christ, in the gospel, is is truth. Mm -hmm. And so, speaking the truth, and being people who are truth tellers right. consistently, that's uh, that's just an outgrowth of being like Christ, being that's a child right. of God, being influenced by the gospel. That's right. And we need, you know, one of the, the twin uh, towers when it comes to that sort of thing can be pride because. We were too proud to admit when we were wrong. We're too proud to admit when we were mistaken. We're too proud to admit we made a mistake. So rather than own up to it, we tell a lie. And we try to mis mislead people or cover it up. Uh, we need to be humble. And we need to understand we do make mistakes. We do fail. That's fine. What's not acceptable, what's not fine, is to lie about it. And again, we've made this uh, statement with every subject we talked about. What are we doing? We are bearing the message of Christ. We are representatives of Christ. We're taking the gospel to our friends, our coworkers, our fellow students, our neighbors, everybody around. It is inconsistent. 
for us to, on the one hand, be bringing the gospel, and on the other hand, as you said, in our personal lives, to be telling lies. You can't get the two together. So we need to be consistent and not do anything that's going to undermine our credibility as ambassadors right. for Christ. It's all about the gospel. Just from a, not necessarily from a biblical point of view, but just from a, you know, a worldly point of view, no, nobody admires a liar. No, nobody all. thinks highly of a liar. <laughs> no, so, you know, if you want to be someone that's uh, not admired, if you want to be right. somebody that people think very little of, well, right. be a liar. You yes. know, and that's, that's a sure way to achieve that. But yes. if you're a truth teller, if people can depend on you, if you're right. a person of integrity, even when it you know doesn't work to your benefit, it works right. to your detriment, that's an admirable quality. Absolutely. Everyone admires that. And so not only will you be living according to, to yes. God's will, you'll have uh, good good support from the people around you as well. That's a great point. I've seen that even in the business world and in the legal world that for those people that get a reputation for that guy, that guy calls it down the middle. That guy tells it straight. That's a value to an organization because you know you're going to get the absolute straight skinny, as we say. You're not going to get spin. You're not going to get something that uh, it's making people feel good, kind of curry favor. You're going to get the truth. And you can work with that. And so, like you said, even from a secular standpoint, many organizations benefit when you're a truth teller because they know this person is giving us accurate information and accurate assessment, and we can base you know, our decisions on that. So uh, we've run out of time. Uh, there's probably more we can say on that. We'll see if we do that next podcast. But uh, we do want to come around to this idea that we're trying to pursue holiness. We're going to be holy because God is holy. And part of God's holiness is that he cannot lie. He does not tell. He's all about the truth. That is who he is, the truth. And if we're going to be his children, if we're going to be his servants, if we're going to be his soldiers, then guess what? We are like God in that respect. We tell the truth. We don't tell lies. Well, appreciate uh, just the opportunity to, to talk about God's word. And this, this is a subject that, as you said, it's very common. It's very widespread. It is. And so we need to think about, we need to just make the commitment. I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to be a truth teller. And uh, even if sometimes that, that doesn't work to my benefit. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate your time as always. As we always do, we want to end with a word of prayer. And I'm going to ask my brother, Bob Hutto, to lead us in that prayer. Okay. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful for this opportunity to open up your word and to study from it. We're thankful, Father, that you're interested in us that you're interested in the way that we live, that you want the best for us, that you want us to live a life that's pleasing in your sight. Father, help us to make good choices. Help us to be the kind of people that you want us to be so that we can enjoy uh, eternity with you. Father, we pray that we will cultivate holiness, that we will become more and more uh, the godly people you would have us to be, that we will reflect the character of Christ in our lives. Part of that, Father, is controlling our our tongue and uh, using our ability to speak, the ability that you gave us uh, in a way that's consistent with uh, your character and your nature. And so help us, Father, to guard our tongue and guard our speech, to not allow uh, inappropriate things to come out of our mouth and to use our ability to speak for good. There's so much good that we can do with our ability to speak, to build each other up, to share the gospel to pray and to praise. And Father, we pray that we will see those opportunities and take advantage of them. Help us, Father, to be an encouragement to others. Father, we pray that uh, as we go through each day that we will examine ourselves and we'll be mindful of our actions 
and that we'll, that we'll uh, eliminate anything that would defile us and that we will perfect holiness in the fear of the Lord. We're thankful for the um, willingness of Christ to come to this earth and the life that he led that shows us the way, help us to walk in his steps every day. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.